And welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today, I will be your host. Today's show, we are actually talking about the Super Bowl here. We're actually recapping the game here that took place here yesterday. Before we actually jump into the content, let me first and foremost thank Anchor for being our platform. Let me thank the sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have actually listened to us from a week to week basis here to help us drive content to the show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it today. And we're talking about an exciting Super Bowl here with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles here. Both teams coming in at 14 and three respectively here. Both teams were number one in their respective divisions here. And this was quite the football game. Going into this game, I thought that Philadelphia had the edge here. I thought that from the physicality standpoint, I thought that the Eagles had the advantage. I thought that they were gonna run the football better than the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought that ultimately, the Kansas City Chiefs would probably run out of possessions because the Philadelphia Eagles would be able to stay on the field longer than the Kansas City Chiefs. And it turned out to be the flip side of this. If you've listened to each of my podcasts here throughout the NFL playoffs, the one thing that I have always harped on is the running game. I feel like when you have the running game in the playoffs, you are able to essentially play keep away and you're able to keep elite offenses off the field. Because keep in mind, when you get into the playoffs, you're going against the best of the best, whether it is Josh Allen, whether it's Mahomes, um, you know, whether it's Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. And the one thing that helps your defense, right, because those guys are so talented as far as putting points on the board is you've got to keep those guys on the sideline as much as possible. How do you do that? You run the football better than the other team. And that was the difference in the championship game here this year. It was the team that was able to run the football better than the other. So when we go back to the statistics here and look at what took place here, Isaiah Pacheco had 180 combined yards in two playoff games. I've been very high on Isaiah Pacheco here, a seventh round pick out of Rutgers. I actually had him on my fantasy football team. I had been following this young man throughout the preseason here and I felt that he had a real opportunity to make an impact on this game because, um, and really this season for the Kansas City Chiefs, because Clyde's Edwards O'Leary, as good as he has been, he's been injury prone. And there was something with Isaiah Pacheco that I really felt that he had, um, he, he, he had the it factor here. And I felt like he was going to be the key for Patrick Mahomes. And he was, because I had said this earlier in the season, and also going into this game, it's not about Patrick Mahomes throwing for 300, 400 yards here. That's not what's going to sustain the Kansas City Chiefs as far as winning the games. At some point, you have to be able to run the football when you want to. That was the problem with the Buffalo Bills here. They never figured out how to run the football when they needed to. That is why they got eliminated. Kansas City on the flip side was able to do so. Isaiah Pacheco in this particular game had a touchdown, which was key as a rookie, 15 rushes for 76 yards here. And then Patrick Mahomes coming in with the gimpy ankle had a big rush late in the fourth quarter to keep the drive alive. 
rushed uh, six times for 44 yards. And then you had Jerick McKinnon, who likely might be out of there after this year because he's a free agent, four rushes for 34 yards. On the flip side of this, Jalen Hurts had a phenomenal game on the ground. 15 rushes, 70 yards, three touchdowns here. You look at Kenneth Gainwell, who had a very good game in the NFC Championship game, just 21 yards. You look at Miles Sanders. He had a very good game as well in the uh, NFC Championship game. Seven rushes, 16 yards here. So combined, Isaiah Pacheco and Patrick Mahomes outrushed the Philadelphia Eagles here. And that was the difference here. It wasn't that Kansas City was had shown more physicality than the, Philip, than the Philadelphia Eagles, but they were able to run the ball and keep their offense on the field in critical situations. And when you look at the second half, the Kansas City Chiefs were down 24 to 14, I believe. And Patrick Mahomes had come off the field with a gimpy ankle. He was going into halftime and they were wondering, you know, was he going to be able to, to perform here in the next half? What did the Kansas City Chiefs do? They came out and they ran the football here. They established the run game because they were able to establish the run game. That's what gave them the extra possession and really put the Philadelphia Eagles in a bind here. Um, when you look at the receiving numbers here, Clearly, I think Philadelphia won that battle here. And I think that when you look at this game now and you look at Jalen Hurts, I think that people who doubted him must put respect on his name. I really like this young man dating back to when he played at the University of Alabama um, and how he handled that situation where he was benched for Tua. And it was something about him that you knew that this guy had perseverance in him. You knew he was going to be a success at some point in his career. And I think it's definitely shown here with the progression that he's had from last year to this year. And the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles were able to invest and go out and get him wide receivers here to, 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 to give him an opportunity to showcase his arm. Um, that was brilliant there by the Philadelphia Eagles here. And I think it's gonna pay dividends for the Philadelphia Eagles because even though they lost this particular game, I think the Philadelphia Eagles have shown that they can attack every part of the field here. You look at Devontae Smith, former um, you know uh, Heisman winner, um, all uh, wide receiver there in college and everything. Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 100 yards here, just stepped out at the five or six on their game time tying drive in the fourth quarter here, or he would have had a touchdown. You look at A.J. Brown, a guy that they got from the Titans here last season in that draft class, uh, you know, trading picks here for the Titans to get him over there and paying him the money. Six receptions, 96 yards and a touchdown. They get Dallas Goddard over here. Remember, he was the person that uh, went ahead and essentially replaced Zach Ertz here. Six receptions, 60 yards, uh, caught a pretty third down conversion here. Um, so he was fabulous here. You look at the receiving core for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey was brilliant. Six receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown there. Juju Smith, the seven receptions for 53 yards didn't get a touchdown here but what juju smith was able to do was to he was able to excuse me draw a key penalty 
um, against Brad um, Bradbury there uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, which essentially got them the game-winning score here uh, to give them the 38 to 35 uh, lead with so many seconds left to go in the game here. And Juju, I think, did a terrific job in really helping Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs stay on schedule. Now, do I think Juju Smith showed that he was a clear number one wide receiver? Not necessarily. And I think this is one of the things that Kansas City is probably going to have to address in the offseason, but that's okay. You know, they made the trade to trade away Tyreek Hill, obviously due to the fact that he was going to be due a lot of money. He didn't want to take uh, necessarily uh, the salary hit. Obviously, they dealt him, but they got some draft picks back. And this is going to be critical now when you look at Kansas City, they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to find them, I think, a clear cut number one. Um, because you look at MVS, um, um, Marcus Valdez-Scanley, he didn't have a catch here. Um, Jerick McKinnon, three receptions, 15 yards. Justin Watson, two receptions, 18 yards here. And uh, Cardavius Tony, who actually had a big day with the punt return and then also had a touchdown as well. Uh, he only had a catch for five yards, but it was a big one. It was a touchdown and Sky Moore, the rookie, one reception, four yards and a touchdown there. So total, Patrick Mahomes throws for 182. You look at Jalen Hurts, a lot of big plays down the field, 304. He also threw it 38 times as well. Um, and again, with Kansas City, they've got to go out. They've got to go find themselves a number one. Obviously, you know with Travis Kelsey what you're going to get. Uh, he is going into the dreaded, what they call uh, age 34 here, where generally I think a lot of tight ends kind of fall off here. So you're hoping that uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they get some more help. They're able to continue to draw up these wonderful schemes to get him open, and he continues to be effective there. But I think they've got to go out and find them a clear cut, number one. But this kind of goes to the story here that if you were looking at this football game and you didn't know either team, right, you would think that Philadelphia actually won this game. They were a lot more physical with Kansas City. They converted on a lot of fourth down attempts. They stayed on the field a lot, you know, as far as, you know, the third down conversions and things like that. And really, it just came down to a second half switch where Kansas City was just able to get just enough stops, really, uh, to give their offense a chance here. But make no mistake about it here. This was a game that I, I think that Philly really had here. And who knows? I mean, the penalty, if you were looking at that football game, I know the penalty is questionable in a lot of people's eyes, depending on what side you're on. Obviously, if you're a Kansas City fan, you're saying that was the right call there on Bradbury. And, you know, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you think that the call really sucked. But the bottom line is that is technically what holding is in the NFL. By the rule, by the definition, once a guy gets past five yards, you can't touch him anymore. Not only did he grab him, he also, as he's coming out of that route to go up the field, tugs his jersey as well. And I mean, that's clearly a penalty. Bradbury admitted it afterwards that that was a penalty and that he wasn't sure if the ref was going to call or he was hoping that they wouldn't. But in, in fairness, it was a penalty there. And so when you look at that call, 
and essentially you think that that was the game um you know it wasn't you know you look at also to Kansas City their defense they were able to get a key turnover on Jalen Hurts as fabulous as he played he played great enough to win the game he did have a fumble which got returned for a touchdown there um so a turnover score that was huge for Kansas City I thought that Philadelphia's defense was a lot better than Kansas City's defense um, you know, I thought that they had the ability really to, to clamp down a lot more than Kansas City and no disrespect to Kansas City because they did come in respectively as the number one and two teams in the league uh, as far as, you know, getting sacks and things like that. But I thought on the back end of things, I thought Philadelphia had the stronger defense. And when it came down to it, you know, Kansas City showed that they were the better defense able to cause the turnover, able to lock down when they needed to and get the stop that they needed to to force the punt to get the ball back to the offense there. So um, you look at the time of possession, Philadelphia 35 minutes to 24. Again, complete domination from Philadelphia, but they still come up with the loss. You know, also too, there was a another possible Kansas City score off of a, a potential turnover that did not happen. It turned out to be an incomplete pass, but really the game, I think, switched there in the second half. Once that play occurred, it really gave Kansas City the, uh, I, I think, the energy, really just maybe the belief that they could actually stop Philadelphia's offense. Because when you look at this game, too, there were a lot of situations where Philadelphia um, on third down would just get it close enough to where they would go for it on fourth down. A complete confidence in this offense. And it reminds me a lot of when they were in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, three or four years ago or however, however long it's been, maybe five years ago when um, Carson Wentz was running that offense there. It, it it mimics the same type of style that Philadelphia had then. Um, obviously, I think that they're more explosive because now that they had the running quarterback or dual threat quarterback with Jalen Hurts, uh, certainly I think he was better than than Wentz and Foltz. Um, but the, the run pass option was there. I mean, Philadelphia had everything going for them. And the fact that they just couldn't pull it out um, is tough for the Philadelphia Eagles here. But one of the best games I will say that I have saw in some time here, uh, kudos to Patrick Mahomes being the MVP of the Super Bowl and also to being the MVP of the season. Remember, I, I believe I talked about that going into the game, uh, you know, last week that it's tough for MVPs in the regular season to actually win the Super Bowl. Most uh, MVP winners via, uh, via the season when they get to the Super Bowl usually lose in the Super Bowl and for him to break that curse um, obviously is huge I think for him obviously huge for the Kansas City Chiefs here and I think when you look at this from both teams standpoint both teams I believe are going to be there for quite some time Philadelphia they have shown that they can attack you in every aspect of football. I think the biggest thing that they're going to have to do in the offseason is they're going to have to find a legit number one running back. And I'm talking about going back to the days of LaShawn McCoy. Like they need to get a guy that they can hand it to and they know that he can go out there and he can get yards for them on any given down. 
And I'm talking about a guy that you can give it to 25 times in his money. They need to find that type of guy, or I think it was Brian Westbrook who played back in the day uh, for Philadelphia. He was another terrific running back um, that the Philadelphia had. I think you add that dimension to what Jalen Hurts does, to what A.J. Brown does, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and who knows if they get a key free agent over there as well. This is going to be a tough, tough football team to stop for anybody in the NFC. You know, no disrespect to San Francisco, Dallas, and those guys like that, but this Philadelphia Eagles team is for real. It's time that you put some respect on Jalen Hurts' name if you have not already, and know that they have some more Super Bowls left in them. Moving forward with the Kansas City Chiefs, young football team, they have some draft capital there. Um, you know, they are going to get their coach back for another year in Andy Reid. It doesn't look like he's going to retire. Key for them is you're hoping that Travis Kelsey can, can continue to be elite at this. Uh, you know, he's getting older now. And now at 34, I've talked about that, you know, with most tight ends kind of reaching that mark and it's tough for them. I don't think that this is going to be the case for Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is special. Probably one of the best tight ends that I've ever seen play. Um, you know, his ability to really break down one-on-one uh, -on -one matchups, his ability to get into zones, his abilities to kind of read with Patrick Mahomes and go off the script here makes him a, a completely special player. But Kansas City has got to find a, a bona fide number one wide receiver again. They need to find an outside threat like a Tyreek Hill that will uh, stretch that defense a bit more for them and make it a little bit easier for the passing game and also to help their running game. They're also going to have to figure out what they're going to do from a running back situation in the sense that you have Isaiah Pacheco. I think Isaiah Pacheco checks all the boxes here. And I think he could be even better in the passing down situations uh, given that they give him that opportunity, which I hope they do because I really like Isaiah Pacheco. But if you don't just if you exclusively want Isaiah Pacheco to be a running back or, or just a runner on the running downs, then you had better go out there and make sure that you re-sign Jarek McKinnon and they need to figure out what they're going to do with Clyde's Edwards O'Leary. Maybe it's a, uh, a maybe it's a, a trade piece for another you know wide receiver or something like that, but I think that that's going to be key for them. And then I would say on the defensive end, Kansas City to me has got to figure out a way uh, to gain a little bit more experience in the secondary here. I think that they got lucky in this particular game. Um, you know, had it not been a turnover for Philadelphia, perhaps Philadelphia might be the Super Bowl champions here because Jalen Hurts really, I think, gashed that defense and he gashed them for huge, huge plays. And when you look at the, the defense, the totality of Kansas City, they give up a lot of chunk plays. And a lot of that, I think, comes with the secondary play. And so they've got to figure out a way to get a little bit better in the secondary there. I think that their front seven is terrific. Obviously, they were, you know, top two in sacks, um, which also helps your, your coverage on the back end. But I think Kansas City has got to go out and find a legit corner. And I'm talking about a corner that maybe perhaps shuts down, you know, the one half of the field. And I'm talking about guys like 
you know, back in the day, like Daryl Revis or Stefan Gilmore um, or Winfield, Antoine Winfield, guys like that, that can shut down a half of the field. If Kansas City adds that on defense, truly unstoppable, truly might be talking about Patrick Mahomes into that elite status of dynasty um, or greatest of all times because you look at Joe Montana, you know, you look at Tom Brady winning five, you know, plus Super Bowls, stuff like that. Patrick Mahomes really has that chance. They have to tighten up on the defense here. So with that being said, uh, that is today's show here. Just reflecting on a terrific Super Bowl here. Um, We'll be back here on our next show. I want to definitely talk about all the NBA trades here. Um, So that's going to be a great show. Hopefully we can actually get another host out there for that one to uh, go over these things with you guys here. We do have All-Star Weekend coming up as well. So definitely we'll be switching gears here, talking a lot more NBA basketball here. So um, just want to go ahead and thank the fans out there have actually listened to us from a week-to-week basis to help us drive content to the show. I want to thank Anchor for being our platform here. And I want to thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on our show. So for myself, uh, this is Rico. This is Real Talk, or Real Talk Sports with Rico. We'll be back here uh, for another show. Take care.